That is awesome. Well, I've got a table here, and this seat is not for Jesus, because uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't need a, a seat. How many of you know he occupies the throne of your heart? That's good. Wasn't that so smooth that I did that? That was just smooth. Pastor Lee knows. He knows exactly what's going on there. Uh, but I've got somebody that, that carries Jesus well to the world and uh, become a, a dear friend of mine. And I'm going to ask him to, to join me. Could you guys please uh, just show some love for our brother, Brian Hayslip, as he comes to the stage? We love him and Michelle and his kids. That's it. It's your time. We're going we're gonna to get a hug before we sit down. Since we're going to be talking hard tonight, maybe. We'll see where it goes. But I want, I want you to do this. Um, I wanted to, uh, to let you know about something that's going on before we, we get started here. By the way, on Serve to Rent, registration for that is going to go live on Sunday. Okay, so the announcement tonight is just to prep you uh, to be able to jump on Sunday and register uh, for a uh, oh, can't do that. Register for a project. And, uh, man, it's going to be a phenomenal thing. You know, we've got over 700 spots available for people to be able to volunteer. It's going to be great. Our, our brothers and sisters at First Baptist and Fusion Bible coming together. Um, I know we've got some other uh, churches that are going to sign up and join. Pretty sure our brothers at uh, uh, United Methodist are, are going to be there. Uh, our brothers at Fairview Baptist are going to be there. It's just going to be a phenomenal deal. We're really excited about it. And um, something else that we're doing as, as a partnership deal, mark your calendars down. I would like to see those of you that, that can come be here. I think it's an important thing. But February the 18th is a Tuesday. And uh, starting at 725 in the morning. So this is early. So I don't expect a, a lot of you to come. But it's early at, 7, at 725. In the chapel, we're actually going to be hosting a, a live stream uh, and we're partnering with our brothers at Fairview uh, Baptist Church, Brother Bill Ledbetter. Uh, and uh, we're going to be partnering with him. And we're actually going to host uh, the, uh, a governor's prayer breakfast that morning. Uh, we're, we're excited about that. Um, the speaker, it's going to be a live stream. Uh, the breakfast will not be digital. The breakfast will be real. <laughs> so we'll have, we'll have breakfast that morning. But it's going to be a live, a live stream of the governor's prayer breakfast. We're excited about this. Uh, Chaplain Billy Black is going to be the speaker. He's actually the chaplain uh, for the U.S. Senate. And uh, he's a, an admiral or something like that. I, I forget what, what rank he is uh, in, 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 the, in the branch of the armed force he's in. But I remember something about, about, uh, about an admiral or a general. And uh, he's going to share a powerful word. He actually spoke at the National Prayer Breakfast, I believe, this past year. And uh, he's going to be the one bringing the word. And uh, the governor's just calling churches together to pray for the state of Oklahoma. And uh, I know there's a lot of things in the news right now uh, with, with the governor. And uh, you know what? If, if you haven't figured it out by now, um, we're not going to agree with everybody that holds a political office. It's just not going to happen. Uh, it's not going to happen. But the one thing we can agree on is to pray for our state. So regardless of how we feel about some current things going on with our governor, I think that we can agree that the people of God should come together when a call goes out to prayer to pray for the state of Oklahoma. So I think, I think that's a good thing. Uh, and, and, and if you can't, if, 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 if you have problem getting behind prayer, then we just need to get you saved. That's all. And, uh, and, and find out why you, why you don't want to pray for the state. So you can, you can move to Texas and maybe you'll pray for them. So it'd be a great, 
It'd be a great deal there. So that's just a great way to start, isn't it, Brian? Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. Um, so two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I shared a message. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a series. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is the second part. But the first installment was uh, uh, the title's Test, Test the Spirits. And our first message, I talked about uh, two different kinds of leaven that are at work in people's lives. Leaven of the Pharisees, leaven of Herod. Talked about how that connects to spiritual influences in our lives. And we really need to ask the question, uh, what wisdom we're operating with in life? Are we operating by God's wisdom? Are we operating by uh, the wisdom of an inferior spirit talked a little bit about, um, you know, the p- Holy Spirit versus the uh, political spirit, all these different things. Um, but ultimately, my, my crux of this was asking folks the question, you, you can find what's going on in your heart and your life if you pay attention to what's getting a rise out of you. Right. Uh, and, and, we, and, we, and we went away that um, I, don't, I don't necessarily think a lot of people were expecting. I wasn't. Brian wasn't expecting I wasn't. it. I told you right after. I he wasn't. told me right after. Yeah. And, I yeah. and uh, one of the things was, uh, one, one of the, the core parts of the message was the example that I gave of James and John asking Jesus if they should call down fire on this city that didn't receive him. Right. And Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you're of when you talk that way. Um, and we got into a conversation. It was kind of one way because I was the only one talking. Right. We're going to have a real conversation tonight. Um, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Which way we go. But uh, we got, I got on a topic of, you know, how the people of God um, need, to, need to understand that especially in the times that we live in, and I, talked, I made an example about a couple weeks ago when we were on the brink of war right. with Iran, mm-hmm. and I kind of offered a public rebuke of brothers, it was mostly brothers, uh, that I saw on Facebook that seemed to be egging on the war. Uh, in kind of an emotionally disconnected way, you know, turn them to dust, wipe them off the map, get them Trump. Blanket you know, statement. Blanket statement. Right. And uh, I kind of offered the rebuke. I don't think you know what spirit you're of when you talk that way. Right. And how the people of God need to be praying for peace in right. perilous times. Um, but in the middle of all that, there was there was a statement that I made. There's a couple. Yeah. A couple. <laughs> Yeah, so, so yeah. Brian, before we get into some of the statements that I made <laughs> that we're going to talk about tonight, okay. I want uh, you to just take a little bit of time and kind of give people uh, a rough, as much as you're comfortable with, a rough uh, framing of your, your background. Okay. Um, my name is Brian. Hey, Slip. Um, Everybody 40, say hi, Brian. <laughs> Princess wife. Right. That's great. So um, I'm 49. Um, I like to tell my wife I'm just seven months from making 50 look good. That's right. So... Um, that was a joke. Right? It was good. It yeah. was good. That was so, good. They'll, so, they'll warm up to you. This, is a, this right. is a good group of people. So uh, I, uh, I went into the delayed enlistment program. So basically joined the military when I was 16 and uh, left when I was 17. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a week after high school, and uh, I was gone. And I uh, spent seven years in the military. Uh, went all over the world doing all kinds of different things. Uh, Several different jobs, special duty assignments that that I volunteered for, and uh, went to Desert Storm, and uh, came back, and I've done all kinds of different things since then, and uh, we lived here for about six years, and uh, I'm a train master for the railroad, Mm -hmm. so uh, done lots of different things and seen 
pretty much all over the world and all over the country and live in a bunch of different places. Yeah. So lots of different churches. Lots of different churches. Yeah, that's... But your favorites? Oh, of course, this one. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. good. Just making sure we had that at recording. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah, <laughs> you write that down. So, yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. I'm married, got two kids, and uh, my oldest one just got her driver's license a couple of days ago. That's awesome. Yeah, it's not, oh, not for me. It's not for you. <laughs> for her. For her it is. Yeah. I mean, for her it is, you know. <laughs> Not for me. Yeah, that, that stress level just went. That's right. Yeah. So our prayer for worry and anxiety tonight was. Oh, well, yeah. You had, your, you yeah. had your hand up? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right here. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I was double on. That's yeah. right. So, yeah, that and the insurance and all that good Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So on, on Facebook earlier today on our page, I did a little video inviting people to come. Right. And my tag was a, a pastor and a soldier are going to have a conversation. So we're going to let the people guess which one's which. <laughs> to be able to, it's a toss-up. I know. I should have done that before you framed, because then you gave away your, well, your background. You know, I don't think they would have known before. Well, if it was spiritual warfare. That's then. right. There you go. Come we on, all got man. it. We got it. There, there. I like it. We so, all got it. So yeah, we're all in the Lord's army, right? That's just as real that's as anything else. That's just as real, else. man. Yeah, that gets ugly, too. It does, man. So, it yeah, does. We're going to get into part of that, I think. We're going to. Uh, Vinny, would you mind handing me one of those waters down there? Oh, yes, Pastor. Thank you. How about a round of applause for Vincent? Isn't Vincent a good man? We're just going to clap for everybody tonight. Who else wants to be clapped for? Raise your hand, and we'll clap for you. Who's back there? What's your name? What is it? What's her name? How about a round of applause for Lisa, everybody? We've only got time for the one. Sorry. All right. It'll be your turn next week. Come back. Um, You're going to get in more trouble this week. I know. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Was it you? Oh, I'm sorry. Everybody, will you give a round of applause to my wife? Sarita, she did. That's great. That's great. Worthy, worthy of honor. Worthy of honor. I'm so sorry. I thought it was Blaine. That's why I was ignored. I could sit down, Corby. I got out of the hole, got another one. I was trying to help you out there. I know. Yeah. Um, so was it, when was it, Sunday we were talking? Yeah, it was Sunday, yeah. So I get done with the message. I stewed on it until Sunday. I know. <laughs> so I, get, I, got, I got done with the message. Right. And we went back to the office. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and, and I looked at you for a while. Yeah, it made kinda, me uncomfortable. I just got, I got, I just stared at you and you looked up and you said. It's kind of like, you yeah. got something on me? Yeah. yeah. I looked at you because you were being quiet. Yeah. I looked at you. That's and not then, like me. Either. No. No. I looked at you and you said, what? Yeah. And I said, what do you think about the message? And you said, it was good. Wasn't what I expected. But it wasn't what I expected. And I knew we were going to have another conversation later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that conversation happened. And, uh, man, we just both felt at the end of that thing, this is what the body of Christ needs right now. Oh, sure. Yeah, I think so. There's this crazy thing at work in the world today of just this divisiveness because of disagreement. Yeah. And the, and the culture says, if you disagree with me, you hate me. Yeah, or I'm offended. Or, or, or I'm going to get offended. You just offended me. And yeah. I'm going to quit the church. Yeah. Or I'm going to automatically assume that you, as the pastor, meant something other than what you said. Right. And I'm never going to talk to you about it. Right. I'm just going to tell all my friends about it. Yeah, I'm going to read into it, and then I'm going to talk behind your back. I'm going to talk behind your back. Yeah. And we both know that for one, it takes a lot of courage to have the conversation that we had. Yeah. Well, for me, it doesn't. 
for me, it's just... Because, but we talked about this earlier, you're wired that way. I'm wired that way. I'm hooked into where if you... If you I, I guess I was just raised that way. Where yeah. if you got a problem or you, you got a question or you're unsure or you're going to deal with somebody, you deal with them. Yeah. That's the only way you're going to get the true answer. That's I right. Mean, I mean, he said, she said, all the way around, back yeah. door. And, I mean, it changes if, 50 if times. You ha- if you had questions about the message, then it probably makes sense to talk to the guy or the gal that gave the message. Right. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> kind of just the I would goes. think. I would, yeah. Don't come ask me because I had my own opinion. <laughs> So we had this conversation on Sunday, right? And uh, pretty much started out by, and you can refresh my, my memory here, but it was a statement that you made of say, "Hey, that, that message that you gave week before last, there was some tough stuff you said." Yeah. And I said, "Yeah." And uh, he said, "I'm not, I'm not sure that I that I agree." Yeah. With some of the statements that you. I made. actually said that there was a couple things that kind of rubbed me rubbed me wrong a little bit. Yeah. Kind of rubbed and me, I, and I said rubbed so, me the wrong way. And I said so something something got got a rise out. Got a rise out of it. <laughs> Well played, sir. Well played, right? <laughs> <laughs> but so we had, we had this conversation. Right. And what I love about it is, um, and we talked about this a little bit earlier today, um, but the whole intention is to be able to come back and do a part two, um, which is happening tonight. And I like this setting to be able to do it because of what I think it's going to model for everybody, um, of the type of unity that we're called to as the church, what it really means to be somebody's brother or sister, and what it means to walk in God's kind of love. How we're supposed to deal with each other. How we're supposed how to deal with each other. How we're supposed to talk other. to each other. I mean, the respect that we're supposed to show each other. That's we're right. supposed to love, you're supposed to love your neighbors. You love yourself. Mm-hmm. And how, how can you love your neighbor if you're not communicating with them? The biggest part of a marriage is communication. The That's biggest right. part of love is communicating that. That's right. You know? so, yeah. And there's time, place, and setting. Time, place, and setting for that. You know? in, in the right way. Yeah. I'm not going to, like, chunk water balls at you from the <laughs> back right. row. But, but, you know, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. That, that conversation, for me, it doesn't matter whether we agree or not on everything. Mm-hmm. We're not going to. I mean, mm-hmm. God made Zach. God made Brian. God didn't make Zach to be Brian or Brian to be Zach, mm-hmm. you know. And anytime you're being anything other than what you are or what God intended you to be, then you're denying the world of, who, yeah, who of God God's intention. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's, so, right. that's, that's kind of the way I see it. So me and my wife don't agree on everything. Oh, what makes me think that me and you are? That's right. You know, so, but how we deal with that is talk to each other. That's or right. she throws things at she it, throws things at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a thrower. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to throw her under the bus now. That's right. <laughs> So let's, get <laughs> let's, get into part, let's get into the conversation that we have because if people are being honest, uh, there's a variety of backgrounds and life experiences sure. in the room anytime a public communicator takes the stage. Right, right. And it's a tough place to be in whenever God's laid something on your heart and to be able to say it in a way that's going to be able to filter through everybody's background. Right, yeah. You're not going to speak to everybody's life. Mm-hmm. I mean... Everybody's had a different life, and everybody's got different things that they've gone through. Mm-hmm. And just like we were talking earlier, there's going to be people that you can talk to that you can't reach because you can't, you're not there. Yeah. And there's going to be the same person I'm able to say five words to, and they go, yeah, I, I get connects. that. Yeah. I'm there with you, yeah. you know, and, and vice versa. That's, that's why there's all these people. That's right. That's why we're all supposed to be a family, you yeah. know, because who I can't reach, you can. Yeah. So that's how we work together. That's but, right. Amen. But, but that's uh, good. Good place to clap. 
But so that, go ahead. Was with the conversation that we had about the message. Yeah. I think what I loved is that the concern that you brought to me um, was something that gave me perspective. And my exchange back to you provided perspective. Right. And where we were able to, at the end of that deal, come to a place of saying, I see it more clearly now. On both sides. On both sides. Yeah, because I was so dead set that this is the way it is. Yeah. And you have your opinion and I have mine, but seeing each other's opinion, yeah. having that respect for each other, which is a super cool thing, just to have that respect to know that I could come to you and say, hey, this, this bothered me. Yeah. You know? And if I didn't know you, I still would have. It might have been a little more uncomfortable. Sure. But... But knowing your heart and knowing what direction you're, you're in, I mm-hmm. wanted clarification. I think what I wanted you to do mm-hmm. was tell me what I wanted to hear. Yeah. Reaffirm what I thought you were coming from. Yeah. And then let you know, out of love, of course, that this could have been interpreted in mm-hmm. a different way sure. from somebody in my perspective. Absolutely. So I, let's, just get, let's just tell them what we were talking about. We'll just let them throw it out. So... So, I, so in the message, he did get a rise out of me, and uh, which I think that if a pastor doesn't get a rise out of you every once in a while and doesn't make you think, he's probably not much of a pastor. That's my opinion. That. I, so, I mean, if you're if you're speaking truth and you're throwing it out there, and it doesn't make somebody uncomfortable, well, that's not what Jesus did. That's right. He made people uncomfortable. Amen. And, you know, come or don't come. Yeah. You know, one way or the other. I yeah. mean, he laid it down. So so where I had a problem was, is I know where Zach was coming from in his statement and what he was talking about. But what he said, one of the statements that he said was so, I don't know why, it just stuck me like a pin and it was like a burn in my saddle. He said, uh, he said war is evil. And war just, is a necessary evil. War, yeah, war is a necessary evil. And that kind of rubbed me a little bit. And then there was a couple things about violence and uh, about violence. And, and I'm not going to speak for you, but I know what you're getting at. We, we're, a violent, we're a violent nation. Mm-hmm. We're a violent people. Uh, the world is violent. And uh, we glorify it with movies and everything that we do, video mm-hmm. games. These kids are killing people and doing all this stuff. De- I know desensitized. Desensitized. I mean, we're just like, it's just normal hats, everyday mm-hmm. thing. Um, but where, what bothered me about that statement is that in my perspective, as somebody who's been there, somebody who's, who's done that, and, and I come from a long line of, of military people. I mean, my, my grandpa was in World War II. My dad was in Vietnam. My, both of my uncles were in Vietnam. My, my nephew right now is in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So my whole family is, is served in the military. And we see it as that, serving. You're serving your country, you're serving your people, you're serving your church, you're serving your family. Yeah. And a military, a military person, um, they do what they do. You hear a lot about courage. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot about courage when, you, when it comes to uh, when people talk about military people. They talk about, oh, they're so courageous and they're so brave. But one of the things you don't hear is love. Mm. Uh, the only way you're going to put yourself in a position to where you are going to die, it's not because of you. 
Mm-mm. It's not because you're brave. Mm. It's not because you're heroic. It's because you love that guy sitting right next to you. That's right. It's because mm-hmm. it's because you you love the country that you were born and raised in. Yeah. It's because you love the church mm-hmm. that you go to and you want that freedom. I want Vinny to have the freedom to stand in that parking lot and put his hands on people and pray for them. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what that's what serving in the military is, and and, and anybody that's other than that doesn't have a skewed perspective, and they need Jesus. That's all that is. <laughs> that's right. But so that's one of the things that I don't hear. So one of the things that really got to me about that statement was the part that's evil, mm-hmm. and I don't see it that way. I don't see war as evil. Mm-hmm. Um, David was a warrior king. Mm-hmm. David was a giant slayer. David was bad to the bone and his mighty men. I mean, those guys were those guys put it all out there. That's right. Um, you had several instances. I mean, when Jesus comes back himself, he's fixing the he's fixing the good of war. Mm-hmm. So that that's how it is. So I don't see that as evil. And that's our perspective. And we have the same perspective. We have a different perspective at the mm-hmm. same time. That's right. So I didn't see it that way. So it just kind of it kind of rubbed a little spot on me because when uh, when you go and do some of the things that some people have done and gone, there's a scar there mm-hmm. that, that you will never make go away. That and that scar may not be outside. I mean. I've got bad knees and bad shoulders and all kinds of surgeries and all that good stuff. I can live with that pain. But the scars that are inside you because of the things that you've seen or the things that you've done will never go away. They will never, ever go away. And so when you live with that, when you don't go to sleep at night, Hmm. when... Moving at the speed of war, we talked about that. Yeah. Once I think a lot of people don't realize when you come when you come back from there, you take for granted like you like I was talking to you about when you when you walk out to your car, you just walk out to your car. It's not that big of a deal. Um, when uh, when you get up out of bed in the morning, you just get out of bed. When you stand up, you just stand up. It's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. When you spend months and months and months and months and years thinking that every step I take may be my last, yeah. every time I stand up as somebody waiting on me to stand up, mm-hmm. um, is most of the world, most of our country anyway, your hardest decision is where you're going to eat lunch. Yeah. You, know, you stress over, okay, I got $15 in the bank. And, uh, you know, I ain't going to be able to pay my rent this month. Well, nobody's going to kill you because you don't pay your rent. Yeah. Every decision that you make and, and for months and months at a time could be your last decision. Mm-hmm. And what's even worse than that is every decision you make for months and months and months and years at a time sometimes is even worse is that I may make you go away. Mm-hmm. Your wife is not going to have a husband anymore. Yeah. If I make a bad decision, your kids are not going to have a daddy anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, if something I do wrong, your parents are never going to see you grow up. Yeah. You know, and and, and you're dealing with kids. Mm-hmm. They're all 17 years old. Yeah. And I'm making decisions with people 
that if I make a bad decision and I make the wrong call, his parents are never going to have grandchildren. Yeah. You know, there's the ramifications of that are huge when you think about that. Absolutely. And so you're living at the speed of war. When you come home, your mind is still going. Every decision I make is a life and death decision. Everything mm-hmm. I do is wide open, full blast, this, that, and the other. And then on top of that, you, what you have is the decisions that you did have to make because you had no choice. Yeah. When, when you know that something you did ended somebody else, it's one thing to end a life, but when you're a Christian and you think about that, you ended their opportunity for redemption. Mm-hmm. So where are they going? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can say it, you can sugarcoat it all you want, but you just sent somebody to hell. They sent themselves to hell, but you ex- you expedited the process, mm-hmm. and that's something you got to live with for the rest of your life. I mean, and, and we don't send children to war, but these other people do. Yeah, they send their kids out there, mm-hmm. eight-year-old kids, ten-year-old kids, uh, their wives. They use them as human shields. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking evil. So when you said evil, mm-hmm. it, it, it actually hurt me a little bit because mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way that combating evil mm-hmm. is evil because that's, that's what a soldier does. That's what a military person does. They go to war to combat evil mm-hmm. and to take the place of somebody else, and they voluntarily do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we, we were talking about peace, and there's a big difference between Peace and pacifist. Mm-hmm. Peace is a choice. You know, in order to in order to be peaceful, you have to be capable of violence first, and capable of great violence, and then restrain that and put that under control and be a peaceful person. Mm-hmm. I'm a peaceful person. I'm by, yes, you by no means a pacifist. And I think one of the things that I think hit that nerve with me mm-hmm. is not in this church, but. A lot of churches, and when you when you start getting around different people in different parts of the country, we've got to the point to where we've confused meek with weak, mm-hmm. and it is not the case. Mm-hmm. Jesus was meek, but no means weak. No weak. Uh-uh. And so it kind of felt like we were we were in that mode, mm-hmm. and it was like you were jabbing me. Yeah. And and I but I but at the same time I know you, and I know you weren't going there and I wasn't patient enough to wait for part two. Yeah. So I wanted it right then. I'm like, put it down. I mean, because to me, there is righteous judgment. Yes. To me, there is righteous violence. Yes. There is righteous war. Mm-hmm. I mean, there in no way, shape, form, or fashion is there a soldier mm-hmm. that is an evil. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say it all mm-hmm. because there's, there's bad people. Absolutely. I mean, there's bad people that are military too, but yeah. The majority of people that will put themselves on the line, most of the people that are that way are cowards, so they would never join the military anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, fact. I mean, if, if you're if you're if if you're that if you have that frame of mind where you're just wanting to go out and just kill people, you're so much of a coward. You would never join the military. That's put right. your own life on the line, that's right. and that's the way that is. So that that. That mindset. Mm. And uh, so, in the conversation we had, yeah, you started talking to me about uh, people that come back from war. Yeah. Um, our soldiers. Our soldiers. And the internal pain. They're scarred. 
the scar, the the post traumatic stress. Oh man, yeah. um, people that that had to pull the trigger on children because they were strapped with explosives running at them or yeah. or armed themselves. Yeah. And in the middle of all of that, I paused and I looked at you as you were describing the effects of war. Yeah, come on with it. I on, know what you said. Go on ahead. the on the inside of these soldiers. Yeah. And I looked at you and I said, Brian, that's why I say that war is evil because of the effect that it has on people. Yeah. And I said this next phrase. And when I said the next phrase is whenever we we were we were never at odds. No, no. But we but you were presenting your perspective and I was listening going, I said that in the next phrase I said, that for you, you said that resolves it for me. And you remember what the phrase was? I can't remember now. Okay, so you, when I say it, you give your perspective on it when I brought it. Okay. I said, just because I stand from the place of saying that the effect, and that's really what I meant. The effect. The effect. Yeah, that's what you meant. Yeah. Of war. Right. On people. It's only the devil. Oh, that's all it is. That would devise a situation where a good person that loves their country would have to stand and fire a weapon mm -hmm. that kills an eight, nine-year-old boy. Right. It's evil. It's evil. It's evil. It's only the devil that would do that. Right. And I said, war, for me, is a necessary evil. Necessary. Mm -hmm. And even in the, the message I gave the illustration of if there had not been lethal force with Adolf Hitler. Right. They took good people engaging in lethal force. Right. And even cited the Lord as being one to release lethal force because the word of God says that, that the Lord's a warrior. Right. And when I brought up the point of I'm not talking about the warrior, I'm talking about war. Right. Warriors are good or evil based upon what side they stand. On the good side or on the evil side. On the good side or on the evil side. Right. But I, and, and we have, and that's one of those things, that's where I totally get that. And, and, I, and I believe that. Do you remember that, the phrase now? Yeah, I, I can't remember what the exact <laughs> phrase was. But what my gist was, was on that, and I said, is that evil? Mm -hmm. I said, is that evil or is that? Caused by evil. Is, or is it caused by evil? Yeah. And my thing is, war is necessary. Mm -hmm. And um, is it caused by evil? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's caused by evil. And because the effect we didn't it has on people. The effect that it has on people, it has a, we talked about this earlier too, it has a horrible effect on people. And here's, here's the way I look at it. And I guess maybe I look at it differently because I'm mm -hmm. past it. This, is, this was good. This, I remember, I know where you're going. You know, you're not going to combat evil and not get some on you. You're not going to go that close to the darkness mm -hmm. and not come back with a stain or two. That's right. I mean, it doesn't have to get in you. But it gets on you. But to think that it's never going to affect you, that it's never going to get on you, that it's never going to leave a stain somewhere, you just, you're fooling yourself. There's no way. There's no way. When you get that close to evil, when you see the things that people do to other people and, and the things that you have to do, it, it's not, 
for, to me, it's not evil. It's evil forced upon you. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that one of the things that gives me peace mm-hmm. on that is when evil was forced upon you. Do you answer to that call, mm-hmm. or do you walk away? Mm-hmm. And when you're dealing with guys that are out there putting their life on the line, they've answered that call. Yeah. And they're facing that head on. Mm -hmm. And when they come back, there's nothing you can do to fix that. Nothing. Mm -mm. You'll never be able to take memories away from people. I mean, Mm -hmm. those things are there. But when when you know that people understand and, and people respect that and show respect and, and realize that what these guys or these people, these ladies have done is put themselves on the line for you. Yep, so you could have the freedom to walk out to your car and not mm-hmm. think nothing about it. Yeah. So you could come out of your house and not think anything about it. So you can go with, have what you want to for lunch. So you can stand right here Mm-hmm. And pray the prayer you want. That's right. Without anybody saying anything about it. That's right. And Amen. that's a big deal. That's a big and deal. that's a big deal. You know, and what what gets me too is there's military people in this audience. There's people here that have served. There's people here that have been to combat. There's people here that have been to war and and and, uh, and all that. They never ask you for anything. That's right. They don't ask you for anything. They don't what they do because of love. That's that's. That's the key. They did what they did, and they do what they do for love. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not for glory. It's not for credit. It's not for a pat on the back. It's not to be recognized. It's not out of bravery or unrealistic heroism. It's because they love the guy sitting right beside them. No greater love. Those who lay down their life for their friends. For their friend. You know, and that's that's what we were talking about earlier too. You know, we talked about the first time we went and had lunch together, why I volunteered to be your your guy to watch over you. And it's in me. Yeah. And it's in other people to serve mm-hmm. and, and to put themselves out there. And I told you up front, I put my life down for you on a drop of a hat. That's right. I volunteer to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm a boss every day. I tell people what to do and where to go, and when, they, when I tell them what to do and where to go, they go do it. Yeah. But you need to serve. You have to have that servant's heart. And it's not just a military person that has that. Yeah. It's a, it's a soldier of God that has that. It's a family of God mm-hmm. that has that. And, and you know what I think? I think that whenever you assume that posture of serving selflessly, that's what keeps the evil from getting inside of you. Yeah. I agree with that. You gotta have your. You gotta. It's it's a defense mechanism. I think. I think it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, come get some. You know. You know. You know, Brian. We talked about this. I didn't know if I'd say it, but I'm like, you know, we're already here anyway. Let's do it. So we might as well. And I just feel. I just feel. I feel. uh, I feel a little bit. I feel a little bit more confident with you being here. (laughs) To say this. You know, I I talk the particular way that that I do, Mm -hmm. and. I talk about the things about war being a necessary evil, necessary, but the effect it has on people being evil. Right. I talk about um, 
you know, this potential war with Iran that we were talking through a couple weeks ago. I talked about praying for the servicemen and women is a must. Oh, yeah. But also praying for our brothers and sisters that are a part of the underground church that have very much the potential to be casualties. Oh, very much so. Of, of that war. Oh, very much and, so. And, 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 and my rebuke was to people that would take to social media. And social media, there's so much good that we do through social media. I'm not one that demonizes social media. Sure. I believe social media is what, what you make of it. Yeah, uh, definitely. It, yeah. it, can, it can be a tool for good or a tool for bad. All right. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not either way. But when I talk about people that would take to social media Christians to essentially be warmongering, whose side are they on? When it comes to the warrior. If I as a pastor am saying. Lord. If it be your will. But if there be no other way. Let this cup pass from us. Right. Because of the effect. Because of the evils of war. What it's going to do to people. What it's going to do to people. Not just their people. When I pray yeah. for peace. And I pray God that there could be another way. But know. That there is a necessity in a fallen world. Romans 13 is clear. That there's people commissioned by God like you and so many amazing people here tonight. People in my personal family that are commissioned by God in Romans 13 to bear the sword and are servants of God to execute wrath on the wrongdoers because there's people that have abandoned conscience. Mm -hmm. And this is tough to say in a grace-filled church, but the scripture is clear. There are some people that by their own choosing go beyond the ability to be redeemed. And if you don't, you don't know that, you haven't read the Bible. Yeah. And in that particular time, the same way that it was in the Lord's, by the Lord's hand, when he enacted lethal force in the Old Testament, gave two citations, Noah's Ark and then Sodom and Gomorrah, was extremely long-suffering. Methuselah, after he dies, judgment, didn't release the flood, gave the people a prophetic warning, and made the guy the oldest living man to ever live. If there be one person, one left. One, and Sodom and Gomorrah, I'll do it for one. For one. When you see God's slow and long-sufferingness to enact lethal force, right? Yeah, I'm with you. And I see Christians take to Facebook warmongering. I say, whose side of the equation is really for the warrior? The person warmongering, pushing good people into battle that will walk away with scars that I believe can take the restoration power of Jesus to be healed. That's the only way you're going to get that. The only way. No, yeah, that's and the and only you experience way. that That's in your the only life. way you're going to get it. Yeah. Whose side is really for the soldier? The person praying for peace or the person with their teeth? Abdicating grit, more. Abdicating more. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree 100%. You know, a true warrior doesn't want war. Pray for peace and prepare for war. Say it again. A true warrior? A true warrior doesn't want war. Pray for peace. Prepare for war. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, that's... And, and people, Christian brothers, says a take to Facebook and egg on war. You have no idea what you're doing to somebody else. You know, I wouldn't wish... I wouldn't wish that on anybody. 
I wouldn't wish that on anybody. You know, uh, sleepless nights, uncontrolled anger, horrible emotions. You can't communicate with people. Nobody knows where you're coming from. You're, you're angry all the time and you don't know why. Questioning yourself, you know, and one of the things I think we talked about, one of the things you got to think about is not everybody's in your walk. Not everybody's walking your walk. Um, not everybody is where you are with God. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some people that are just grasping for some kind of redemption, some kind of res- restoration. They're just grasping for it. They don't know how to get it, don't know where to get it. And so when, when they're at that point to where they think, I'm worthless, um, I'm evil, uh, what I've done can never be forgiven, mm-hmm. um, you know, when they're, when they're at that point, the only place you're going to get any of that is from God. Because we talked about this. When somebody comes back from there, yeah. the war outside them has stopped, but the war inside is still going. Oh, it's going. still going. And it's going to take the Prince of Peace. Oh, man, I'm telling you, I was horrible. I was, I was absolutely horrible. <laughs> Michelle sitting back here smiling now, you know. She, I was horrible. Years. For years. I get angry. I get, I get mad over every little thing. I mean, you can't find your place. You can't find where you're at. You don't know where you stand because of the effects. When you get that close to ugly, ugly's going to get on you. That's mm-hmm. just the way that works. And and so it's like trying to walk through fire, hoping you're not going to get seen somewhere. It's just not going to happen. That's right. Well, it, it, it gets you to that point. Well, God's the only thing's going to get you out of that. That's it. That, that's all, you're only going to find that redemption in the word mm-hmm. to let you know that what you did was acceptable what you did was right mm-hmm. what you did was out of love why you did what you did and, and mm-hmm. why you saw what you saw and what your role was in that mm-hmm. and you get that from the word you get that from Jesus you get that from God and then you ain't going to get it nowhere else that's right that's just all there is to it and ultimately as the people of God we look forward to the day that the book of Isaiah says when we will no longer train for war we're done with that and yes. we'll beat our weapons. In the plowshares. In the plowshares. Yeah. You know, what's, what's so cool about this right here is uh, right at this second, you're not a pastor. And I'm not in the congregation. We're just two men, two Christian men. That's right having a conversation, debating on our points of views, mm-hmm. respecting each other and coming to agreement. Coming to agreement on what we know we can agree on. How's that work? You know. I mean, it should work that everywhere. Unity it should work that all the time. Unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Because you're a soldier. I'm yeah. a pastor. Right? Yeah. But the unifying factor is that we're brothers in Christ. That's what it takes. How come we can't do this all the time? And at the end of the day, if God's people in this hour continue to allow themselves to be divided because of a political spirit and because of a religious spirit, the world will not see the unity 
that God wills to be displayed in the church. Because the unity doesn't happen just because I'm going to go dig a ditch with my brothers at First Baptist. Right. That's a great place to start. Right. Unity happens whenever we can say, I don't necessarily agree about that. And it doesn't change the way that we feel. As a matter of fact, you and I both know that we love each other more because of this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Isn't that the way it's supposed That's to work? That's the way it's supposed to work. So you get people that get upset because I say war is a necessary evil and that automatically assume he's a pacifist, he's in the millennial generation, which means he's secretly probably a closet Democrat or something. <laughs> yeah. All these kinds of things. Yeah. Right yeah. off the bat. Right. And then they look at me and think, He's some tattooed up roughneck who's going to get angry and he's going to spout off and he's going to be throwing stuff at this guy. Absolutely. And there's no way these two yeah. are going to get along. I'm not going to get along. But in God's kingdom, the lions and the lambs lay down together. Word. I love you. Love you too, man. You know, I freak people out sometimes because I talk the way I do. Mm-hmm. And I look the way I do. And I say the things I say. And you know what I love about Jesus is that they never really could put Jesus into a camp. Could they? pigeonhole him. Anybody ever really been able to pigeonhole you? Not really. <laughs> I like to kind of surprise people sometimes. They never really been able to pigeonhole me. Right. Because I start talking a certain way and conservative brothers and sisters get nervous. Right. And I start talking another way and the liberal folks get angry. Well, if the world loves you, you're doing something wrong. And I'm of the opinion at some point in time, if both sides don't want to string you up over something, you might not be following Jesus. Right. Gotcha. I agree. I totally agree. As soon as we fit real nicely into everybody's box, we've probably stepped outside the kingdom. Yeah. I prefer to be a square peg in a round hole most of the time. Well, we'll hang out together. Everybody else can just watch like they did tonight. <laughs> you know, I think for me, it's that, it's that perspective of not being able to, to know what to do with Jesus. Um, I, and I held it. I kept the tension in the message. I said, we've got Romans 13. talks about God's servants, soldiers, civil, civil servants. Right. And even in that time, which is a conversation for another day, Paul's even talking about Roman officials right. that were persecuting Christians. Right. And what we've totally lost today, almost completely, I feel, in a generation, is this sense of respect and honor for those authorities. I was talking to a good friend of mine that's a law enforcement officer today. He said, Zach, 10 years ago at traffic stops, he said, I would get yes, sir. What do you need, officer? Mm-hmm. He said, only 20% of the time would I get attitude, would I get disrespect. He right. said, just in 10 years' time, 80% of the time, I'm met automatically with, you're profiling me. Hostility. I'm met automatically with, I'm not going to do what you tell me to do. Yeah. The same way that people take to Facebook to warmonger or take to Facebook to disrespect and disregard and berate military law enforcement, mm-hmm. they don't understand that they're of the same spirit. Same. See, 
the unholy spirit doesn't care what side of the issue you take right. as long as you don't align to Jesus. Right. Oh, yeah. It doesn't care if you're in this aisle or this aisle as long as you don't align as to Jesus. As long as you're not in the middle. As long as you're not right here. You don't care which direction you go as long as you're not there. As long as you're not pursuing the wisdom from above that's first peaceable. Oh, yeah. Agreeable. Yeah. Gentle. Open to reason. That was our conversation. That was our conversation. It's a conversation the church needs right now. You know, mutual respect. Uh, you know, respecting your parents. Respecting your elders. Come on. Respecting your pastors. Yeah. Respecting law enforcement. Respecting the guy that's going to go into that building and pull you out when it's on fire. That's right. Respect for the guy that, you know, that has put his life on the line for your freedom. Mm -hmm. I mean... Just basic respect. Here, here's, a, here's an even better one. How about just trying to respect somebody else just because they're somebody else? Just because they're human. That's good. That's good. You know, why does somebody have to be in a position of authority to respect them? You know, I respect, I respect my daughter. Yeah. She's just turned 16. I'm her dad. You know, I respect her as a person. She's made in the image of God. She's made in the image of God. You know, or, you know, doesn't matter what class you are, what social class you are. Doesn't matter how much money you have. Doesn't matter how big your house is. Doesn't matter what your car is, what clothes you wear. It doesn't matter. It absolutely does not matter. Why does anybody have to be anything other than a child of God to show respect to them? That's it. That's that's the way it should be. You know, and that's and that's part of where we're at with all this. That's it. Is is mutual respect and and communication. If you got a problem, say so. Yeah. If you got a question, ask it. You know, if you don't see eye to eye, figure it out. That's it. And by the end of the conversation, now kind of the third time we've had the same sure, yeah, conversation, yeah, yeah. different, like we said it would be. Different, like every time is different. Every time. We left understanding each other a little bit more and saying, you know what? I see that. Mm -hmm. And what you told me will influence the way that I think and I behave. And what I told you will influence the way you think and you behave. Because mm -hmm. the scripture's clear. As iron sharpens Morgan's iron. Yeah. I was just sitting there thinking about that. And I think I think of what better way going into life group launch weekend. Oh yeah, sure. For people to have relationship where they can sharpen each other. Oh man. Yeah. Because yeah. this 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 conversation didn't happen when I was on stage. Oh, yeah. And preaching. Couldn't have happened. No. You know, and you're talking about that life group. You know, I, my life group, I went into my life group thinking I was going to teach everybody stuff. And the people in my life group taught me more than I was teaching them. That's it. That's it. About how to treat each other, how to talk to each other, how to have fun to each other, how to respect each other. You know, their views on the word. I mean, when you got grown men out there talking to a, a young man, you know, and showing him... This is how things should be done. This is how, this is how men act. Yeah. You know, life group. Those life groups have you have such an opportunity, in a smaller setting, to affect other people and to be affected by other people. Because real change happens in people's lives whenever we have real relationships with each other. When you're engaged. We're engaged. Yeah. When you're engaged. When we're engaged. We got this. We do. You know, we were reflecting earlier today. How crazy is it? How 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 rare? I was asking you. I said, Brian, have you ever seen 
Have you ever seen this set up this way before? Oh, we're a, we're a pastor, and you got a, you had an issue with his sermon, and and you addressed it in public. I've got thrown out of their office in private. <laughs> right. Realistically, I mean, I'm telling you, that's what we were talking about. You know, I've been to, I've been to places before where I had a question, and I, and then pretty much, how dare you question me and throw me out of their office? Pretty much, they won't talk to me. How dare you question me? I come to you hey. and how and it was like, bring it. I got this. Yeah. Come on, let's talk about it. Hey, so the pastor that kicked you out of his office, he didn't know what spirit he was of. You got to rise out of him. I got to rise out of him. <laughs> I tend to do that sometimes, <laughs> you know. But you know, since we're up here, I, I, I believe I'm a firm believer in in, uh, in criticizing private. Of course, you invited this. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in criticizing private and praising public. That's right. So you know what spirit you're of. Amen. As do you. Because this conversation in front of all these people would never have happened if you didn't know what spirit you're from. I love you, bud. Love you, too. Thank you. Thank you. That was a compliment to me, so I clapped for myself. I felt so good about that. That blessed me. I don't give a whole lot of them, so. I know. That's why I took them. <laughs> oh, man. 7.55. We better call it a night. All right, Dan. Uh you want to pray or you want me to pray? Knock it out. Do your thing, man. You want me to pray? Yeah. All right. Why don't you guys pray with us? Father, Father, we just thank you tonight for your grace and for your love. We're so honored to be a part of a community that really loves each other. And in the midst of a world that's bent on being divisive, bent on being angry, bent on operating with a wisdom from below than a wisdom that's from above. Brother Brian and I tonight, we speak peace over ourselves as a people. We speak a conviction from the Holy Spirit that encourages us to walk the road that Jesus would have us walk. A road that understands that in a fallen world, there's things that are not your best that are necessary. But there's a day coming that we eagerly long for in which every scar will be healed. Every pain will subside. Every tear will be wiped away. Jesus, we say, let that kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and specifically tonight in the room for people whom this topic is not theory but is experience brothers and sisters that have served our country in the face of evil and have had evil get on them as they were going about doing good Father, we pray freedom tonight. We pray, God, that you would heal those deep places. And the way you've done for Brian, 
and the way that you've done for so many that have come from the background that he has. And that this church would continually be a place where people find victory for their life and in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't you give some applause. Brian, I love you. Love you too. Thank you. Thank you. For being one of the few that's been willing to lay down their life for the many. And we honor all of our servicemen and women in the house tonight.